Konnichiwa Movie Issue Fans. I am your host, Leland, here with Spooky-san. What's up, kids? So, we are back. Uh, well, I mean, we... We never left, we never technically. Left. Te- yeah. <laughs> you can always count on us. <laughs> yeah. You can count yeah. on a friend. Uh, Comic-Con is over. The weather is back to... Hot. Hot. And we are here in August, and there are five weeks in August, and I thought to myself, self, I think it's time for a theme month. And if you have been listening to us for a while, you know we love a theme. Yeah, it's kind of our thing. It's our shtick. Movie issue themes should be what we should be calling ourselves. Eh, it's a long URL. It's fair. So movie issues. Anyway, yeah. if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Hi. I'm your host, Leland. This is my good buddy, Spooky. And we talk about movies. Some are good. Some are bad. Some were good at the time, and later fell to craptum. And, and some are just, hey, you want to watch that thing this week? Okay. No way. <laughs> but, so the theme this month, because I love action movies. You love action yeah. movies. We, we love action movies. I think it's a, the world no. loves action movies. If you have a movie where there's a lot of shit blowing up, a quippy one-liner... Chick that's either good or femme fatale. Plenty of misogyny. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lots of guns, cars that don't exist in reality, and things that you just kind of go, no human could do that. But that's the kind of movie where you want to watch. So this whole month, we are devoting it to all action movies. This is August Action Month. It could be old-timey, where you like... Uh, pew, pew, pew. No, no, it was a, uh, August Action Radio. Wow. No. I don't think... I think it's how the old-timey radio works. Uh, no, but it's, um, it's how it works in my brain. Mm, fair enough. So this is how it's going to roll this month. Each week is a different decade. And we chose one specific movie from each decade, from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, um, and the millennials, millennium aughts. We're not <laughs> we're not through the teens. Through so we're kind of lumping just the last these zero to ten. Yeah, <laughs> whatever the double lots, whatever that's called, the millennials. <laughs> and we chose one specific one that we kind of felt fit that specific decade to a T, or uh, one that we just wanted to watch from that decade that we felt that's, a, that's how you a inc- decent yes. Yeah. Um, First up, the 1960s. It is the time where cinema is kind of changing. We've got, you know... Color! <laughs> cinemascope. You have a lot of epics being made. You know, like Lawrence of Arabia, Dr. Zhivago, and, you know, classic shit like that. We ain't gonna watch that on this show. Boring. Uh, I just sat through Lawrence of Arabia for the first time ever. I know. I know. It was good. Yeah? I never need to see it again. As I have said many times on this show, and to you in life, mm. if I'm I never to s- need to see Lawrence of Arabia again, <laughs> no, that's you that's, said that a lot before a- you ever saw the movie. So it was weird. <laughs> if I'm sitting for more than three hours, one two robot midgets, should be fighting. Him. No, no, fuck robots fighting. Two midgets should be dropping a ring in an unholy mountain. So the '60s got a lot of new things. New technologies are coming in. Got actors. We got. It, it, it's kind of the, the, I mean, there's always been like the it actor, mm-hmm. but I think the 60s is ushering in the new kind of action star. You know, like yeah. the 40s and 50s, you had your World War II movies and your dramas. You had like Humphrey Bogart and Clark Gable and, you know, 
Casablanca. Kind of, and all kind of dashing heroes. Yes. And the 60s is moving into slightly more gritty, the but not of, like the 70s. The no, 70s is a whole different genre it's, altogether. It's the dawn of the action hero. Yes. I think specifically with like Clint Eastwood. Totally. And and even Sean Connery in in the Bond franchise. Yeah, you got your you got the westerns are no longer the spaghetti westerns. You know, you've got like the good, the bad, and the ugly coming out. Yeah. And let's be honest, why would you ever need another western? Well, I mean, other than that, Tombstone and Blazing Saddles. Yeah, those are the only. But that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Maybe Back to the Future Three. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, um, but then you've got like. Honestly, I I attribute to the action genre really kind of getting its footing in the stylistic choices that have kind of become tropes and cliches all started with the Bond franchise. And, you know, the first one started in 62, and then they just kind of went from there. And, you know, they were fucking shooting these things out like right and left, back to back. You know, so that's what we decided to go for um, uh, for a couple reasons. One... It's There's like five of them. Right, in the 60s alone. Uh, uh, two, it had, it's time to watch another Bond movie. <laughs> it had been a while. Um, and my, my goal is to make you at least sit through all of them at least once in your lifetime. It's going to happen, I suppose. It's a lofty goal, yeah. I understand. But this was our first Sean Connery Bond. True that. We have watched uh, a Roger Moore, two Roger Moores mm-hmm. and a Pierce Brosnan. Now, you've experienced... Kind of the spectrum <laughs> of old Bond. Well, I mean, Bronson is not old Bond compared to Craig. Old Bond. I don't know. I figure compared to Craig, Pearson's the young Bond. <laughs> you know what I meant. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so my question is to you: How feel you of uh, the Sean Connery versus Roger Moore? Dichotomy. Oh, versus Roger Moore. Let's just stick with those two because oh, well, those are really the two. They're, I mean, they're super, they're super, super different. Uh, yes. Nearly uncomparable, honestly. No, that's fair. Um, this is the first time I've seen a Connery Bond in quite a while. Uh, I'd forgotten the kind of uh, bravado that Connery walked around with through the movie. Oh, like he's cock of the walk. Like, like he knows this entire franchise is about him. <laughs> At the time? Yeah. yeah. Kind of like an egomaniac. <laughs> Slightly. Yeah. As uh, Moore looks like he couldn't wait to get off set. <laughs> like he just wanted to rush through every scene. Now the Bonds they played, also different. I felt Moore really played the uh, dashing, kind of charismatic Bond as um, Connery... I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound necessarily. Um, fuck it. I'll just say it. Kind of pushy with the ladies. All right, that's a nice way of saying something specific. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little misogynistic. Yeah. Well, I mean, this movie's got a couple classic. Miso- this uh, one's not as bad as Goldfinger as far as the really? misogyny. Oh yeah. Like there's a scene in the beginning of Goldfinger where he. Um, Slaps a girl on the ass, whose name is Dink, by the way. I, I'm assuming not her Christian given name. Uh, he kind of he, he slaps her on the ass. He's like, Dink, go away. Minnow talking, you know. <laughs> and now when he kind of basically rapes Pussy Galore in a shed until she succumbs to his Jesus charms, you, you know. <laughs> She's like, I'm immune to your charms. No, 
No, she isn't. Mm. Once thrust upon her, she quickly overcomes them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> In light of all that bullshit, we watched You Only Live Twice, the Bond film from 1967. The fifth Bond film in the series of Bond... Ness. Yeah, I was going to say Bond films one more time. Uh, yeah, so you got Sean Connery, who's coming back, who um, doesn't want to do it anymore. Mm. Um, there's a and lot of internal drama that is, the at the time, the public completely unaware of. But over time, as you know, books have been out, written, yeah. documentaries. Slipped oh, the cracks. This is a movie that Connery, he, he said straight out, I'll do one more, I'm retiring after this one. Um, him and the producers were not getting along. They hardly spoke to each other. This was a problem for yeah. everybody. You clued me uh, onto that early in the film. And with that knowledge, you can really see in the editing. Oh, yeah. He's phoning Bond in a lot of the scenes. But also, this. like, essentially, if he's not in at least the mid-ground... It's a stunt double. Oh, yeah, he doesn't It's a body double. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the fight scene in the tower, when he's fighting, like, the sumo guy. Yeah. Oh, that's not him. No. Only if it has a close-up. Yeah. And if it is him, then kudos to him, but no. Yeah. I, it's it's almost as, like, trying to find the Shatner stunt double in the old Star Trek. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> Shatner, double. Shatner, double. Or or not, when um, the Bond girl, Aki, mm-hmm. crawls down that rope. Yeah. Clearly a dude. <laughs> like, the upper body strength on that quote unquote Aki was amazing. Yeah, it's like she yeah. went from this very, very attractive, demure, um, beautiful girl to once she's out of frame and they cut to like to a, a Greco Roman wrestler. Yeah, like a reverse shot. Free free legging this rope, climbing hand under hand. Nitro from yeah. the American Gladiator. Fucking Tarzan slides down. <laughs> That with was, a horrible black wig that you can cut. see from space. That you knew it was a wig. Like you're oh just like that's God. that's like a Whitney Houston askew wig on that poor girl. <laughs> the later years. <laughs> oh, you mean not now? Oh, too soon. Is it? Yeah. Well, she's had the toe dressed in mahogany now. Because <laughs> coffins are made out of mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, spooky side. <laughs> <laughs> Your laugh gives me much joy. <laughs> the the bond the, the plot of this is kind of simple, really, compared to the later Bond films. Yeah. This one's very simple. Um, the evil force is a specter. They dun, dun, dun. they have been the Bonds pain in the ass since the first film in '62, Doctor No. Yeah. They are the ultimate villain of the world. Yeah. Uh, the 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 the, the um, League of Shadows Shadows Assassins. They're, the, they're they're the Injustice Gang. <laughs> they're the Injustice Gang. They are in a sense. Everyone has numbers. Yeah. They're like Agent Number Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> but Spectre stands for. I had to write this down. I hmm. actually did not know this off the top of my head because this is a mouthful. So Spectre is an acronym that means Special Executive for the Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. Sounds like somebody really wanted to spell Spectre. Yes. <laughs> so Spectre is essentially stealing, kidnapping, if you will, uh, the rockets from America and Russia, hoping to piss off both those great nations that, so they go at war. Mm-hmm. 
and then they're going to do something after the world yeah, goes to war. Yeah, that was very unclear. It was almost like they had a first portion of a plan and forgot to let the audience know about the second yeah, portion. That was, I guess, going to be a sequel? Yeah, yeah like they're... Well, maybe in, they, the, the screenwriter knew it wasn't going to work for them, so they didn't need to finish up that thought. <laughs> they're space-napping the, uh, the, the shuttles. <laughs> space-napping? Like, in this squiddy-like uh, ship. Oh, it uh, looks like the worm from Dune. Yeah. The mouth of it, the, anyway. Yeah. Or the Sarlacc pit, if you, it could leave and go into space. Oh, space Sarlacc. Oh. It's like, I don't know, flying <laughs> giant anus coming at you in space? That'd be terrible. <laughs> well, it'd be connected to the rest of a worm. I assume it's a worm. I never really understood what the Sarlacc pit was. I assume it's a worm. It's like got a tunnel... Like it's a pit. It's got so a it's, stomach down there somewhere. Well, yeah, we're well, slowly, slowly digesting for a thousand years. It's <laughs> trying to get there first. <laughs> did you did you see um, Comic Issues put up a uh, uh, a little comic on their Facebook uh, that depicts a very different outcome to that scene? Possibly. Uh, essentially, it's it's like six panels. Uh, Boba Fett falls in. Boba Fett. Uh, Meets uh, some tentacle inside the scarlet the the scarlet pit, falls in love. They date. They marry, and the tentacle is there at his deathbed. It paints a very sweet up like picture. Um, that uh, I, I feel this is a story few people know about Boba Fett and the scarlet pit. I always enjoyed the one where he may have gotten out. <laughs> you mean when he did get out? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, he got out. It's fair. He's not dead. We'll find out soon, I guess. <laughs> He's not dead, Leland. I'm not dead. Dirty little smuggler. But, so Bond is sent. Well, first, Bond needs to be fake killed. Uh, yeah. I, I, he needs to fake his death. If There we go. I couldn't think of the term. No. I was like, fake killed. What you said, but backwards. Yes. Uh, so he has to fake his own death to go into Japan uh, secretly. Which is weird. This is kind of a, a weird plot hole for the movie, though. Is that um, in, the, in the beginning he is killed, and then we have our beautiful song. And then the movie kicks back up with a close-up of some random person reading a newspaper that says, Commander Bond shot, killed, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and a big picture of yeah. Sean Connery on the cover. Yeah. Later in the movie, by I have to assume, days later... People, he's meeting people and talking to people, and they don't know who he is. And then like he's they not make, sneaking around. He's right, like, but they make reference to like, but we saw his his name in the paper. Yeah, next to a picture, yeah. so you should have known who he is. Yeah. Once again, James Bond <laughs> is a terrible spy. spy. <laughs> Granted, this one not necessarily his fault. More <laughs> MI6's fault, I Possibly. guess. I I don't know. Uh, he's not walking around the whole movie just saying, yeah, James Bond. No, but still, picture, newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a yeah, time yeah. when everyone apparently read newspapers. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Back um, when we had the movable type. Yeah. <laughs> so Bond's in Japan, meets up with the, basically the Japanese version of MI6, yeah. I would assume. Uh, uh, Taiga Tanaka, who is now his kind of friend and confidant, who kind of well, takes him. Stuff the English guy. Right. He, oh, Bond this... goes through like fucking two, two or three handlers in this movie. Well, you got to make sure he's who he says he is. Well, like the the stuff. I'm he... just saying, it was a long way to get there. <laughs> stuff the English guy comes in, gives a little exposition, gets killed. 
really easily. Uh, Stuff the English guy actually comes back in a later movie the fuck as say? a completely different character, the but they use say? the same actor because they just liked him. He was good at stuff He's, the he becomes guy. The, he becomes the villain. He was really familiar. He, he becomes the villain in Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, he is Blofeld in another movie. Really? Blofeld is played by like four different actors. They never had consistency with that character, and Donald Pleasance, who plays him in this one, is the only one that has a scar. Weird. Yeah, Telly Savalas is in the next one as Blofeld. But, like, that scar seems so iconic when I think of the character. Correct. Yeah, it's a whole, like, nebababa. Yeah, and we barely see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they, they, play, they play the Dr. Claw move, <laughs> which the... I guess is technically the Blofeld move. Yeah. <laughs> the Dr. Claw then ripped off. That's, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> But, so Bond's in Japan, and he kind of, you know, he's doing his Bond thing, figuring out, putting two and two together, doing his spy, kind of, kind of falling into places like typical. But it's, he, go ahead. It's, it's kind of... What are your thoughts? <laughs> it's kind of typical Bond format, where the plot will come way late. Yeah. There's some kind of initial incident that puts Bond into motion. Bond follows very small clues that seem unnecessary for like Britain's top spy to kind of go on (laughs) there's a picture of a coast with some diving girls ah well our best spy better go on that job and figure out what's going on there (laughs) and that leads to another clue and then like the the third clue is what starts to open up the the whole plot but by then you're kind of like 45 minutes into the movie yeah and like a handful of action scenes. Yeah. It's is the one good thing about Bond movies is that they almost always are really full of action scenes. Yeah, they, they know that they're like, okay, okay, we've had too much exposition here, so let's blow something up or have Bond fight some yeah. random person yeah. or something. I kind of... I'm not going to fully take back what I said a couple podcasts ago about Bond being an action star. Like, a, like... We we had the whole conversation like Stallone action, mm-hmm. uh, Schwarzenegger action. Um, we I debated Harrison Ford as an action star. Okay, I'm remembering. Uh, that. Yeah, and I I was debating uh, some of the Bond movies as action movies because I consider them adventure movies. I take some of it back because I kind I did kind of forget how many fights they always put into these. Right. But something about it still doesn't quite feel actiony to me. Mm. It's like seventy five percent action movie. All right, yeah, agree to disagree. I guess. The, Rest is the exposition. Yeah, you know, or, 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 you know, the chicks. Which, let's see, he does three, three. in this film. Yeah. It's Four count. if you count the chick in the beginning. When he dies. Uh, yeah, so, four. The, they're in bed, so clearly it happens. They're, they're post-coitus. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when he has the line of, like, you know, uh, Chinese girls taste funny. You know, and you're just like, what? He says they taste different. Oh, that's right. He says they taste different. My bad. Oh, <laughs> I apologize I do like, to all of China. <laughs> I do like her return line. Uh, he says the something along the lines like they taste like Peking duck compared to somebody else. Must, whatever. Uh, she says, um, I'm the best duck you'll ever have. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, I see what you did there, 60s. <laughs> Very coy. He's got the chick in the beginning, and then Aki, the the Bond girl, technically for the movie. Yeah, I was. She is about considered that. the Bond girl. Yeah. yeah, 
Um, there's a whole second girl who has almost as much time. Yeah, but uh, Kissy isn't considered the Bond girl. Yeah, yeah her name is Kissy. Okay. Uh, the Italian number, the femme fatale in this. No, who, um, the redhead? The redhead. She is also considered a Bond girl. Uh, well, let me put it this way. She is considered a Bond girl in the sense of that she was with Bond. Uh-huh. And she loves to be in all the documentaries. All the Bond Talking about oh, how she's she a Bond loves girl. to bring up that she was the redhead Italian femme fatale in Bond. So by that rationality, huzzah, ma'am, you're a Bond girl. But but Kissy was totally like more screen time. Yeah, more, like she was kind of plot important. I'm ju- I'm just telling you how it is. Red it was, was just another girl for him to fuck. Yeah, she was just a femme fatale. She was the the evil girl that he fucked good. <laughs> he fucked good. <laughs> I don't think he fucked good into her. Well, she let him live. No, she didn't. She tried to kill him. She, she <laughs> Half-heartedly. Tra- she trapped him on a plane that was doomed to crash and jumped out. She was in her parachute wringing her hands maniacally as the plane was going down. Okay, okay. I'll give it that to you. <laughs> we didn't see her again, but you know, whatever. When she got eaten by the piranhas, yeah. which you apparently missed completely. I, I did, apparently. It's like one of my favorite scenes of the movie. It's so awesome. But, like, Donald Pleasance is like, we don't tolerate failure. And then she, like, walks across that bridge, hits the button, bridge falls away, and she screams and falls into the piranha pit. And you're just like, okay, cool. Ah, the piranha pit. Whereas you don't see a piranha, but it's implied that they're there. Because mm. Just haunts, like in Last Dragon of Harlem. Right. Because <laughs> Hans throws... A big chunk of meat in there at one point so you can watch the meat get devoured to yeah. let you know piranhas uh donald pleasance comes in and plays blofeld ernst starvos blofeld who is not up until this point in the movie he has just been the dr claw cat yeah, yeah, yeah. just dr eviling it up like no one's you never i'm still petting an imaginary yeah. cat while yeah, i talk which to is you weird, cause you hate cats I, I do but i love this cat but you won't pick up my cat over right over here and give him a little attention <laughs> no I want Mr. Bigglesworth. <laughs> it's like holding a hot ass. Uh, I enjoy his character for the couple scenes that he has. He's good. He's really good. And he's very much the... Uh, I love that he gets in... He does the two of the iconic lines that I love in Bond films that have been m- said multiple times, different ways, different accents, but the one, you know, welcome to Japan, Mr. Bond, or the now you die, Mr. Bond. He's <laughs> like, just... Fucking shoot him. Stop talking. Yes. <laughs> Which is the trope, but still. It's so weird. At one point, it's 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 Bond and one of the um, kind of higher-up henchmen's uh, who we've seen th- through the movie. And Blofeld's like, we don't tolerate failure. Shoot. It looks like he's going to shoot Bond. Right. Shoots this other dude instead. And then goes through a door and then decides to try and shoot Bond. But on the other side of the door is the fucking Japanese army fighting his men. The ninja army. The the, the Japanese ninja ninja army. army. Well, except for Kissy, who doesn't get to be uh, camouflaged. No, no. Her um, Her little short shorts. (laughs) White bra number is very important to the plot. (laughs) But... You know, it is it is it is the trope that you know they always talk and don't do what they're supposed to do, and this is kind of where that all kind of starts at. You know, uh, you know, Doctor Evil, Doctor Claw, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. I mean, is, you know, uh, Austin Powers is really ripping off majority from this, this movie, particular this movie. One, yeah. yeah, 
Uh, Volcano hideout. Oh, totally. Oh, which is, you know, all that's all a set. Yeah. That was like Huge. the most expensive set at the time ever built. That was uh, that set is amazing. And I love when they blow the shit out of it later. <laughs> now, I've watched this movie several times and did never notice this. And you <laughs> noticed it and lost your shit and started laughing at the movie. I like cats. Is the cat which is not if it has a name it is never said in the movie and if it is I missed it so we'll just call Mr. Bigglesworth for argument's sake but uh, Blofeld's holding the cat for dear life this cat yeah. and him uh, I've read online and uh, the cat and him not good friends so he's holding on to this cat and the explosions are going off and if you don't really pay attention to the cat because you're looking at everybody talking that's yeah. what I do but you looked at the cat and I looked at the cat for the first time. This cat's eyes are fucking wide as <laughs> yeah. can be. They're like dinner plates. It, it is, is holding on to Donald Pleasance for dear life. It is cutting him. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> bleeding on the inside. <laughs> this is cat like, is freaking the fuck out. It its is head so is darting funny. left and right. Like it is looking for any escape it can. Like this you can see cat in is his, miserable. You can see in, in, in his costume, in the, uh, in the jacket... Where the cat has clawed at, oh, yeah. at, at it, and it's got threads coming up yeah. and shit. So you know there were a lot of takes just just because of that cat. Well, remember the um, Austin Bowers when he, he's like, number two, take Mr. Bigglesworth, and the cat's claws are still attached. Yeah. And they just kind of pull him with the wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing that happened in this movie. Oh, I'm sure that. Yeah, well, that just, happened just in that movie. Just, yeah, and he it just, just went got, with it. It just got cut out because it doesn't fit a Bond movie. Um, on on the on the Bond tropes and whatever, you got Q comes in with the contraptions and he gives him little Nelly, which is like a little motorcycle with propellers. I guess <laughs> I don't really know what that thing's called. It's a motorcycle helicopter. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, it looks I, like it runs on a lawnmower engine. It probably does. I do enjoy Tanaka being like, no, Bond son, that is for children. Don't don't go up in that. You look ridiculous. <laughs> like, as as Q is like, here are the missile launchers. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Gun, yeah, the air mines. I like when Tanaka took him down and he became the uh, Japanese Q. And he was showing him, like, oh, we have this exploding cigarette. Yeah. And we have ninja stars that do things and uh, pellet guns. And it was just like, I hope all those come into play later. And they did. <laughs> well, Bond, they... Bond is a ninja star at one point, which is random but great. <laughs> a ninja star can't kill you. Well, right. I, I guess ninja... if he hits you jugular. Yeah, if it gets you just right, sure. <laughs> but the the the... the, the... <laughs> One dude gets a ninja star into the chest and falls over dead. Everybody falls over dead immediately. If you get if you get a little cut or a little stab wound in the back, you are immediately dead. You don't make an <laughs> sound or anything. Stuffy British guy, kind of. I get what they were trying to do. Yeah. But he just stops talking, still standing, eyes open, no real expression. Uh, Bond's like, "Hey, what the fuck? You were just explaining something." Goes up to him, and as he touches Stuffy British Guy, Stuffy British Guy starts to fall, and you see a knife in his back. Yeah. That came through the paper walls. This is why in America we don't have paper walls. <laughs> yeah, that's We have the a severe stabbing problem. <laughs> we need the protection. But, we, like, there's no sound at all when he got stabbed in the fucking back. Well, maybe he got him in the spine that you don't tell. I don't, don't Don't raise your one eyebrow at me as if I'm saying something ridiculous. I don't know. I haven't stabbed anybody recently to let you know. 
Was it a Hitori Hanzo dagger? Yes. Yes. He cut his soul. That's why he couldn't react. Like katana? It's so it's so sharp. It cut his soul in half. It also can take out a Lucy Lou's scalp. Katana. Uh, Kill Bill. That's a great fucking movie. It is. It's fucking awesome. I just want to say that. Yeah. yeah. Also takes place in Japan. <laughs> For a minute. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. go to Nagasaki in that one, don't they? No. They no? go to Tokyo. Oh, I knew that. I know you did. I was testing you. You're testing you the audience. You passed with flying colors. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so, Aki, the Bond girl, as we just kind of established. No. How did you feel about Aki as a Bond girl? As far as... In the scheme of the Bond girls, how they typically kind of can do things? For for the time, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, in the general scheme of um, Bond girls, um, all right, I can't really speak too accurately because I haven't seen a lot of Bond That's films. That's fair. I'm on my way to it. Uh, but I have to feel she is in the top five, if not just outside the top five, most competent Bond women. She is constantly saving his ass almost to the point where it's weird and you're wondering if she's some kind of double agent because bond just goes off and does shit gets into trouble and she's around in a little white convertible popping up to save him twice twice at the same building yeah like like i mean she kind of says you know like it's her job to make sure he's okay so i guess that means that she's following him but like yeah she'll just swing around in this sweet little convertible and she'd be like, Bonsan, get down! Yeah. And, no, and then she, they speed she, off. We yeah. have a nice little car chase. And then he, you know, uh, falls in love with her. Uh, does he? Or does she he just falls in love knock with the bottom out? Let's discuss that scene. So, <laughs> he has made peace with Tanaka. Well, the made peace. That means that there was a riff. No, no. He is now joined up with Tanaka Tiger. And uh, Tiger takes him back to his place. Mm-hmm. And this is where I think the most misogyny scene in the movie is. The, is the, the bath scene. The bath scene. scene yeah. Where you get the lines such as, No, no, Bonsan. In Japan, men always come first. Women come second. Why do for you what they can do for you? And you're just like, what? I messed that up. But yeah. you know what I mean. He, he does say, why, why do for yourself That's what it. someone else can do for you? And they Insinuating pres- a woman, but not saying a woman. Yeah. And then he has like four of these beautiful Asian ladies come out. One of them, kind of Asian. Yeah, she was the a white one, girl. Yeah, with, the, with one, the one that yeah, he yeah, chose. Yeah, yeah. She when was he, white. When, when they line them up and we have another Bond, bitches, bitches, yeah, bitches bond, bond. Yeah, bitches, yeah, yeah. moment uh, that is so common in these older ones. Um, he picks the most white-looking girl. Oh, her all. name was like Chelsea from Candy. like yeah, from like uh, Los Feliz, Kentucky. <laughs> Los Feliz. Hey, you know, from you know back in the day, it was, you know LA. Yeah, she's from Oxnard. Yeah, <laughs> and she was like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> she's from the Van Nuys. She's from Van Nuys. <laughs> she's like Konichiwa. <laughs> and he was just like, I'll take that one. <laughs> you know, like, Konichiwa yeah, yeah. yourself. Yeah, he picks the whitest girl out of them all. But <laughs> that scene is very awkward where they're bathing him. My question is, what are those women? Servants? Are they servants like... Sex slaves? Maids? Slaves just in general? I'm confused as to... And I'm not trying to be insensitive if this is... I mean, I'm assuming it was a real thing, but... Yeah. I just don't understand what their title is. House girl? Um, Their title's probably something in Japanese. Uh, What? No shit. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) 
I'll, I wasn't there, I'll assume. Uh, this is probably as it was in Japan at the time. I'm like, sure there's places where this is still a thing. Still, but I mean, Japan's not a third world nation. Or, I didn't specify like Japan, that. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, women, I mean, very rapidly, but they went from second class citizens to, you know, gender equals. People. Yeah. Real people. Yeah. Real people. Uh, really, very quickly. Um, but I think even at this point, there was still the, the subservient woman and a man of, you know, Tiger's wealth at the very least, you know, could have himself some, some servient chicks. Uh, I just didn't get what they were supposed to be. They're supposed to be exactly what Massage they were. Massage therapists? They were servants. <laughs> they, they'll, they'll wash him. Dry him, massage him, feed him, tuck him in at night, read him a bedtime story, wake him up, make some breakfast and bacon. Like, that's just what they do. They wait on him hand and foot. Okay, yeah. It's awkward. It's like a sexy uh, Alfred. Oh. All right, you're right. Michael Caine is pretty sexy in and of himself. <laughs> oh, God. Ew, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I have a vision of Alfred in the white outfid now. Sponge bath thing. But it's Bruce Wayne. You know what? <laughs> And, and, it's the and size watching. of a tangerine. <laughs> You're right. He's just cupping him. <laughs> Was it like coming to America? The royal penis is clean, Your Highness. <sighs> yes. Yes. It um, was just an awkward scene that even to... Look, I am all for... I am pro-woman. Like, not be a president. Be a CEO or whatever. So, it's awkward to see that... Granted, it's the sixties. It was that was the time. Yeah, Even when I watch Mad Men, I'm offended by yeah. how they act. Everything is different, but I just honestly can't see the appeal of having somebody else wash you like that. Like you're sitting on a tiny stool, butt ass naked. I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. And they've just got these giant sponges just rubbing you up and down. It just does not seem comfortable. It must still be a thing. They do it in the Wolverine. Uh, but they don't touch him with brushes. They pull out like that's brooms. right. Yeah, they bring out like some Brillo pads. That's okay. Now I'm remembering. But he scene. was dirty. Yeah. All right. You, yeah, you had to put him through a car wash <laughs> twice. Yeah, get the rainbow suds on him. <laughs> don't get what those are, but they make my car window look real pretty. It is pretty. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's pretty, y'all. Ah, to Asgard. <laughs> Oh, I wish. <laughs> but it, it is interesting. I just, yeah, I just the, the misogyny a, is really awkward, and they're it's not a cultural they get, thing. They get better clearly by the Bond films of today. The women are strong, independent yeah. women that can fight back, and you know, uh, shoo a horse and cry and still make dinner for their man. I don't know, but you know, they're they're, they're strong and confident. Um, but you get to the the point in this movie where it's kind of like. Bond does, I feel, look down at women. I don't think Bond likes women. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, I mean in the sense of like, no, he likes women. Yeah. I just don't think he likes women. He, he likes, doesn't want to spend any time with them or talk to them. He likes vagina. He does not necessarily <laughs> like women. Yeah, and and that's... I don't know. It's kind of we. Well, we're born in a completely different era. We came. Where we up, respect women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we come up in a completely different time. Yeah, we we went through the Alanis Morissette years. We know women have anger issues. <laughs> they got feelings too, apparently. Yeah, you ought to know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think it's directed at me, which confuses me, and then it's a it's a reference, which just infuriates me. And anyway, 
Um, it's 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 very reflective of of the time because this is again like this is the Mad Men era. So you've been watching Mad Men. It's the same thing. Like yeah. this is just kind of how it is. So yeah, it's uncomfortable for a modern audience to watch it because we do not get that mentality because we're not from you know the Midwest. Uh, oh, I don't know how this. Ouch. Some of the Midwest. <laughs> you know what also is awkward? <laughs> what? Making a white man Japanese. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. So, there's a weird plot in the film is that they found out that there's a volcano where the bad guys are, and there's a fishing village near the volcano. And Bond needs to go undercover as a fisherman in this fishing village to basically watch things and see how things transpire and make sure there's no funny business going on with the with the with the volcano but there's funny business going on with the volcano so to make sure he stays undercover better instead of a six foot two white man suddenly appearing in the fishing village they decide to give him a makeup makeover into japanese bond with, with fake eyelids, makeup, a wig. Uh, honestly, when it was all done, he looked like Lurch. Okay, you say Lurch, I say a Vulcan. Like I, if he was to, pick, he could go either way. If he was to go, if he was just like live long and prosper, yeah. I would not be surprised. That'd been awesome if he actually like guest starred on an original, uh, original series in episode. Star Trek Five, the one that we have watched on the podcast, where they look for God. Mm-hmm. They originally asked Connery to play oh, Spock's that'd brother. Been, that'd have been interesting. He had because they saw this movie. And they're like, "Hey, he looks like uh, <laughs> fucking Spock." They had to. He had to turn it down, unfortunately, because he was filming Last Crusade at the time. No, oh, all right, good choice. How did you feel about this? <laughs> did it live up to all your expectations? Japanese Bond. Yeah. Um. It's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> because because all they do is spirit gum some new eyelids uh eyebrows and a new wig on him yeah yeah, yeah. japanese instantly and yeah he's instantly japanese uh he does i mean and he does have a he has a, a very wide-brimmed hat uh that he kind of keeps low yeah he he's, hunches over he a lot hunches yeah. over a lot so he's only you know 510 <laughs> Uh, which is still six foot two, still yeah. way taller than anybody else. Oh, he towers over every yeah. single person in this movie. But you know, what I did like. Um, I, I know everything's a set, but every door was too small for him. Yeah, you know, like really giving you know a, a, a good impression that yeah, he's the Westerners not, are tall. Yeah, yeah. That he's well, yes, but that he's not in a familiar place. Mm-hmm. This this place is is out of sorts for him. Now he goes, he just cruises through like he's been there a million times yeah but, well that's uh, bond style yeah uh, it's it's weird because i don't know like there's no racist kind of intent it's not oh, like no, it's, not at all it's not like it's blackface for you know for 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 the entire asian <laughs> no it's you know, not world <laughs> it's just funny it's, it's it's not played up for a joke it's never they never make fun of it. No, at it's all. not like he yeah. put in buck teeth and turned around and was like, "Oh, Tojo," yeah. and you're like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, it, it <laughs> never happens. It just maybe seems absurd that you could turn Scottish. Um, yeah, Sean Connery, and in any possible world, pass him for Japanese. Yeah, 
Like, it seems like such a ridiculous attempt that it boggles the mind. What I don't understand is, frankly, why they felt they had to do it. I don't think so if he, he would, would have just... In. Because this is a small fishing yeah, village. Yeah, but he was only a there a day. monster would really... <laughs> white monster. <laughs> white, white Zillow would really upset the townsfolk. <laughs> he, he would stand been, out. He could have been visiting. He what, could have been a photojournalist. What's, what's to visit? But no, no, no. But the thing is, even if he was in there like, ah, you know, I'm a photojournalist. Um, because they do know something's going on in that island, word of a, of a foreigner coming in could set off. Okay, so you do right, need to be as low-key as you possibly can. All right, I'll give you that. But, um, then, but, but then Aki gets killed. This is one of the few um, where the Bond girl doesn't make it. It, it. it doesn't happen often, but it has happened in the, in the scheme of things. But Aki would be the first kind of Bond girl that was cool. Yeah. That did not make it. No. Um, and it's really sheer happenstance how she gets killed. It's not like she sacrificed herself or... Just bad luck. It was bad luck. There's an assassin that has this really weird way of killing where he puts a string with poison leaking down on it to drip it on the lips of Bond. Yeah. Uh, Bond just moves out of the way at the last second. Aki moves into that place and bam, Aki dies. Which is why we bring in Kissy. Yes, <laughs> this is uh, this is like right before Asian Bond uh, gets his transforma- transformation. It's on Tiger's like resort island. His so ninja it, training. Yeah, camp. it's weird that a spy even found Bond there twice. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Tiger's clearly, got some lousy yeah, security. Not the most kept secret in Japan. Yeah. Everyone knows, oh, what's that island? Oh, that's um, that's the ninja training camp. But you're not supposed to know that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he kills he kills one guy in training uh, and Tiger just, as soon as he sees him, he's like, I don't know that guy. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> he is not one of us. Wait a minute. <laughs> you didn't see him in morning roll call? <laughs> like, <laughs> at breakfast? When they're all the, punching the air together yeah. in secrecy, like, nobody, and like, nobody realized, hey, <laughs> Who's the new guy? Yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 Larry. <laughs> hey, who's, who's the guy down at the end? <laughs> who's the rook? <laughs> but it gets to the the end of the movie when you have uh, the big battle scene is when you got all the ninjas coming into the volcano, all the uh, the uh, bad guys, Spectre agents firing and fighting, and this explosions and bombs. And the uh, the the fake Russian rockets already been sent up into space. Yeah, uh, that is intended to again capture the U.S. Sh- uh, it's not a shuttle. I just don't know what they used to call it before we had the shuttle program. Uh, spaceship. Spaceship. Module. Module. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Um, Floaty thing hold people, not dog. Yeah. <laughs> Sputnik. Uh, Sputnik, whatever. Um, but Sputnik, this... kids, was something you can look up to in history. <laughs> um, but uh, it's but this is what's going to set off, essentially, World War Three. Yeah. America is watching it on their sonar. They're like, you know, as soon as uh, the, 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 the Russians take our ship, we're launching all the nukes uh, to, again, what Plan Spectre has... Who knows? It is funny though Sell because nuke cola, <laughs> new cola, nuke. Oh, it was like new coke didn't happen until eighty five. Um, no, that's Roger Moore's coke. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> he shares with Grace Jones. 
Yeah, yeah. Beep boop beep boop. <laughs> so she's a robot with a dick, but like a big black dick. But like they um, lost my train of thought. It'll come back well, to this, me. Give this, me a second. That, that's what's up in space. That's what's happening to add tension to this raid scene on the hollow volcano base uh, because they have to get into like evil base mission control to stop. Right. Uh, essentially, the, 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 the fake Russian uh, shuttle from taking the American shuttle, thus causing, again, World War III. Uh, I found my thought. Okay, good. Uh, my thought was that the, they showed the Americans just kind of sitting there watching things. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the Bond films, the American intelligence is just not intelligent. Nah. Like, they, they said, like, the British intelligence was like, Japan is the issue. We've seen... We have... Proof. Look at all this facts yeah. and data, and they're like, Japan's not where they're at. No, no. They kind of dismiss Japan completely. Yeah, they're just which kind of is like, insane. There's no sense to go there. even for the sixties. That's insane. Yes, being that <laughs> there was a war. Yeah, <laughs> that that thing happened, <laughs> and that thing we did happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why you got to take it down? I was just thinking of Wolverine surviving it. Yeah. Because Wolverine can survive anything. He can. And star in multiple pictures. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> oh, because he's in nine different books? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do... It, I, I enjoy the final battle scene. It's fun. You know, it's got all the explosions and booms and It's kind of like the most... And... It's, it's, it's kinda, it kind of best represents where action film is at. There's a lot of explosions. There's a lot of gunfire. Stunts. New stunts like, are yeah. new. Yeah. Uh, the, the the springboard seems to be a new thing they just developed because they're using the shit out of it. <laughs> yes, everyone is leprechaun. Yes. They're jumping everywhere in this. <laughs> um, everybody who gets shot falls off of something. Um, the squibs, not quite getting there. No, the squibs aren't great yet, um, but that's okay. You know, they don't focus they're, too they're much on them, on so it. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do enjoy uh, Ernest Blo- Ernest. <laughs> That's his cousin. Uh, I do enjoy Blofeld's uh, little um, train conveyor belt thing that gets <laughs> the, him from the place, monorail. The monorail. <laughs> yeah. the monorail. Disney monorail. <laughs> Which is ridiculous because... Oh, it's stupid, but I love it. Yeah, I know it's dumb. Yeah, yeah. They could walk faster. You know what? No, it's not even that. Oh, okay. It's, it's the fact that there are these cars on the monorail uh, and... Like Blofeld will show up with you know Bond captured and some henchmen and they get off and and that's it they leave that car there and then you see another car come up behind and it's just like oh yeah there's only the one track yeah no place else to go yeah they just stop they're like well I guess I'm done for my work day <laughs> stop take a break <laughs> maybe they just push it maybe they just push it on yeah. <laughs> uh, do, was there anything in this film that you found um, out of the ordinary or you enjoyed more than other Bond films perhaps. As far as how I like my action movies, uh, I mean, this is clearly uh, where things started. So it's very fun to kind of see where th- where tropes started. Like, before they they were done to death, they were done here first. Yeah. Um, Blofeld, the cat, uh, the claw, um, you know, like, it's it's, it's definitely fun to, to kind of see where, where everything starts. That's fair. Uh, other than that, I mean, yeah, clearly we've come a long way since uh, the 60s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, that's not the point. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to watch Sean Connery go through uh, uh, and, and be Bond. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen him as Bond. Uh, which 
Which film do you feel he does best in? Though? Goldfinger. Okay, so the... oh, it's Goldfinger. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's his best. Bond That's the best. Bond. I think by the time Goldfinger rolls around, that is when they've got the formula down. Yeah, they know what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. and it, that to me is the quintessential Bond film. As you watch Goldfinger. Uh, it's a personal choice. I mean, I, you could talk to other people who like Thunderball. Uh, you know what? No, I take that back. No one <laughs> likes Thunderball. <laughs> Thunderball is fucking boring as all hell. I, I mean, I, I watch it and I fall asleep. This one gets slow. It does get slow, and I think that's due to we're used to a different kind of action also movie. True. So yeah. back then, it was a production. They had to get you there and stuff. And You know, a lot of... Like, by the third time we go to space, I could have done without another spaceship eating another spaceship. Because yeah. I was like, I saw the first one. I'm good. But back in the then, they've never seen a spaceship in a spaceship. I have years of Star Trek and Star Wars in my mind. I've seen tons of spaceships. So I don't need to see any more. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, that another spaceship. Now, uh, something that's always important to the Bond franchise and that we brought up while we were talking during the movie, uh, the song in this by Nancy Sinatra, probably one of the better songs. Yeah. You Only Live Twice is a great song. Many people have covered it. It's a beautiful song. The, the strings alone really make this song. Oh, and it's iconic. Like yeah. any, anything you hear those strings, you're like, oh, it's the Bond song. Yeah, I've heard this sampled in rap songs. Yeah, like that's yeah. that's how far that this particular song travels. Nancy Sinatra sounds great in it, uh, but it, and and they they use the shit out of those strings the whole movie. Yeah, it yeah. keeps popping up. Anytime there's kind of a nice scenery, that's you'll hear them. You'll hear the strings. And it's a nice melody. It's yeah. a good song. It's it probably good. in my top five of Bond songs. Like it's a really good song. That's fair. And the visuals in the beginning are nice. They're not tongue in cheek like some of the Roger Moore ones, where it's like <laughs> here's some tits, and yeah. you're like, oh lord, guys. It, it's kind of like. A kaleidoscope, like it's like watching Bond through a kaleidoscope. Yeah, it's it's got a weird little vibe to it, but yeah. you know those beginnings and the songs, they're just as iconic as the movies themselves. Now, some songs are great, some are not. Yeah, you know, but this is, I think, one of the better ones. And you know, you typically aren't. You don't let's put it this way. You don't have a track playlist of Bond no. songs on your iPod, no. or I do. Yes, and I listen to them a lot. And I, you know, at your workout my, jam. Uh, Okay, that's weird. I'm on the treadmill to this. <laughs> well, of course, it's the um, hip hop remix, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I enjoy the song. I think this is one of the better songs. This is out of the Bond films. This is one I've watched a lot. I enjoy mm-hmm. this one. Uh, it's not. It's high up on the list. It's not in the top ten or anything. Or maybe it could be. I don't know. It's been a while since I've done a top ten, but. It's high up on the list. I think You Only Live Twice is a pretty solid Bond flick for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, for Sean Connery phoning it in for... I think mostly because you get to see Blofeld for the first time and the cat. Like, that's iconic. I know the cat is... I keep mentioning the cat, <laughs> but the cat is so iconic that here he is holding that fucking cat. Yeah. And you're just like, the cat doesn't want to be held. <laughs> it's honestly hilarious. I bet, I bet someone's got just those clips. And to put into a YouTube cut of the cat just freaking the fuck out. Like the cat clearly not wanting to be there. I'm kind of surprised in the 60s. I'm sure they could have gotten away with it. Why didn't they drug the cat? Oh, no. This is when they still killed animals. Yeah, like on film. And it was okay. It just, just, whoops a doodle. Let's go get another fluffy. Yeah, we don't know how many Milo and Otis's they went through. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? This This is is before PETA. This is before Sarah McLaughlin made us feel bad for pets. I know, man. She made me hate that song. I hated it before. No, but I mean, but every time I hear it now, though, I think of 
dead animals. And I get dogs sad. with their eyes bulging oh, out. Oh my god! And they're just like, and you know, her voiceover is terrible. You're just like, oh god, why are you ruining my day? <laughs> it's, like, it's it's like she's the new Sally Struthers. <laughs> Kinda. Remember Sally Struthers? Yeah, the, yeah. Except for the irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A fat chick talking about starving uh, African kids. <laughs> There's some irony in there. It's uh, like a you know wedding day and it rains. I got you. <laughs> Is she still alive? Alanis Morissette? No, Sally Struthers. <laughs> yeah, she's still alive. Yeah, no. I think she does. She like tours on Broadway shows and shit. Really? Why do I know this? I don't know. <laughs> you get your fingers on the pulse of uh I saw her in a traveling show of Greece once. Really? Yeah. Huh. She played one of the teachers. No. Well, yeah, she wasn't going to be Sandy. No, no, no. But I didn't know she can play Kaniki. <laughs> She's out there talking about our pussy wagon. Chicks are going to cream. Yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, gross. Oh, no. <laughs> Those are the real lines of that song, people. Look it up. If you've only watched it on TBS, they it is not Chicks Are Gonna Scream. <laughs> That's the made for TV song. <laughs> Grease is a lot dirtier than you think it is. And you let all your little girls watch it, never having a clue. Because <laughs> they like Sandra D. <laughs> all right, well, that is us for this week for You Only Live Twice, the fifth James Bond movie. Uh, like I said, this is the theme month, all action August. So we're going to be doing another action movie next weekend for the next four weeks four more weeks four more weeks i was gonna say five and then i was like 70s, no no the 80s this the is, 90s and the millennium we're like vh1 bow, bow, bow. Yeah. <laughs> but not as cool cooler, no no we're cooler, cooler, than VH1. cooler. Yeah. yeah but we're not as cool as kirk loader no, we'll never yeah, be. That dude's well, that dude's cool. Uh, so, you know, I bet we could. I, I bet we can get Michael Ian Black to come on. <laughs> okay, well, because he does all those. Yeah, and he <laughs> seems to do anything. <laughs> we'll get we'll get him to do Here, you, you snarky <laughs> snarky dry comments uh, for the podcast. Uh, I think this. I don't think this podcast can handle any more dry snarky comments. <laughs> but I, of course, am Leland here with my good buddy Spooky. And you, we are Movie Issues. You can reach us at movieissues at gmail.com. You can find us on the Facebook, the Twitter. You leave us a uh, note on iTunes. All that stuff that makes social media Work. awesome. So, uh, do, have you, do you like Bond? Let us know. What's your favorite Bond flick? Who's your favorite Bond? That's always kind of. Also tells you what generation where you grew up in. If, if you like, what's your favorite Bond? And you uh, say you typically it's like doctors. You kind of you always remember your first. You know what I mean? I don't you know. may not feel, always like your first, but I'm just saying I, you always. Remember. I feel I feel uh, a lot of people go to Connery because Connery is it's the first one. Is is kind of the first one, but also like that's just what everybody says. Yeah, I liked Connery, but honestly, I don't know if I could really say Connery is my favorite Bond. That's fair. Like and Daniel Craig. Uh, no. I honestly like Pierce Brosnan as Bond. Good for you. Yeah. That's what I like. He's, he's in my top three. No, right on. Yeah. It's a lot far But he off. made GoldenEye. That's a Gold damn Eye's good a movie. movie. <laughs> damn good movie. <laughs> I'm like, GoldenEye gets a lot of passes from me. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, all right. We'll see you next week for another action film from the 70s. Check I don't know. We haven't decided what we're doing yet, but it could be something awesome. Or... Terrible. It'd probably pretty good. Probably I, I got We're gonna we're gonna pick some some winners this year because we want to try and encapsulate the decade in a single action movie. Yeah, 
Because we're like that. Yeah. All right. Good night. Sayonara, bitches. <laughs> that is that is that's how you say goodbye, isn't it? Oh, uh, not uh, Domo Arigato. Nope. Mr. Roboto. Nope. Thank, Thank you very much. <laughs> no, they, they said they translated right in the song. I hate sticks so much. I like Renegade. That's their only good song. Oh, mama, how you it, No, it's, a, oh, okay. it's fucking amazing. I was, trying to th- I was trying to think of a third stick song. I'm Sailing. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. That's a terrible song. Cartman ruined it. Or did he make it better? No, he made it do a joke. <laughs> Wasn't sticks always a joke? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Renegade is a fucking jam, though. Renegade's awesome. Yeah. All right, that's it. Good night. Renegade's awesome. <laughs> Sayonara. Bitches. Bitches.